0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will and I'm your host. It's Monday, October the 4th. It's time for a little Monday night preview episode on this episode. Specifically, we'll be talking about gambling TFS prop preview of the Raiders Chargers Monday night game. Promises to be, hopefully be a shootout. And in the feed, you can listen to the week four recap. We'll also recap Monday Night Football live on YouTube. If you like this podcast, if you like the Super Friends, if you want to watch us go live on monday night go to youtube.com slash pick six subscribe when you get an alert when we go live or just wait until the game ends and then go check it out and i mean preferably subscribe and like the like the content but uh go check it out joining me to break down monday night football tyler sullivan aka sully what's up buddy what's happening well how you doing i almost don't want to drop like aka sully because you're just sully but i mean i don't want to you know that's fine tyler sully on twitter is that right yeah yeah you got it that's okay. fine um what's up how we doing
1: Good, good. Tired, tired. It was a long night last night. I was in, uh, I was at Gillette for, oh, uh, yeah, Pat's right. Bucks. So
0: moving a little slow today. A lot of coffee, but we're good. Yeah, I, um, yeah, <laughs> four weeks in. Yeah, it's <laughs> painful. Yeah, so I'm glad they, <laughs> I'm glad they went to 17. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> so well, excited what was the uh, what was the vibe like in, uh, in in Gillette? Oh,
1: well, I was telling Debo before, before, uh, before we jumped on, like that felt like a, it felt like a playoff game, and it was really kind of like. You know, I covered um Super Bowl fifty two the week leading into it, but I never went to the game. That was probably the biggest game, not you know, maybe even playoffs because I only really covered
0: the Eagles the Eagles one.
1: Yeah, that was the Eagles one. And I didn't go to the game, so technically I like, you know, I, I don't say I covered it. You were know, you, were you in I, Minneapolis? I was in yeah, yeah, I was there for Did the week. Take
0: game? Yeah.
1: No, it was, no, it was a good no. game. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean right. it was great for someone who's not from New England.
0: Right, but- right, right. I guess that's true.
1: Um but I mean, honestly, it was a it was really kind of electric to begin, and then uh, it kind of you know, a little bit boring and you know, in patches. But once Mac started to kind of you know, get in that groove and complete 19 straight, and Brady coming back and you know, matching with field goals, it was pretty com- it was pretty competitive.
0: It was it was, you know, they, they were fun, feeling it was it. a great game, yeah. I mean, were I know, we were talking about that on the on the recap pod, how people were they know, like Pete Black, Arrow pal Pete Blackburn was like, yep. yeah, this game's boring. It's like, well, I mean. It's not like bombs away shootout, but it's pouring down rain in New England. Like,
1: right. It, it, and, you know, it was, I thought it was going to be, you know, what I was really looking at was how the Patriots, Belichick were going to defend Brady. And, you know, that's, we, we saw Judon kind of going off the edge and really, you know, making an impact. I thought it was interesting from that standpoint, too.
0: Yeah. And they disguised coverages and did a good, they did a good job. I mean, they, they held Brady to a pretty bad game. Anyway, anyway, we, we should have called you after the game, but I guess you were. That's nah, okay. I was. Yeah, Kind of, if you want kind to use your stuff. football expertise to win big-time cash prizes, now is your chance with football picking from CBS Sports. Correctly pick the whole slate of games, and you can win the $100,000 jackpot this week and every week of the season by visiting cbsports.com slash picks. Even if you don't win the weekly jackpot or no one wins the weekly jackpot, we're still giving away a $1,000 of guaranteed cash to the winner each week and $5,000 of the season-long champ. So don't wait. Make your picks and compete for the $100,000 jackpot by visiting cbsports.com slash picks today. Raiders at Chargers Chargers minus three over under 51 and a half. How are you looking at this game? Sully,
1: it's been a theme where the undefeated teams have been going down. I think it's, I think we're going to see another one on Monday night. I like the Chargers here. I like laying the points to me. They are just a more well-rounded team. I know obviously the Raiders, they've had some impressive wins, you know, two overtime wins throughout the year here. They were able to beat Pittsburgh, but, I just like what I'm seeing from the Chargers and Justin Herbert specifically a lot this season. I mean, he, you know, he was impressive obviously in his rookie season, the greatest rookie season from a quarterback we've ever seen, but we're talking about Justin Herbert where he had four touchdowns last week in and- He even left touchdowns on the table in early portions of the season, whether it was, you know, penalties being called back that were going to be scores and things of that nature. To me, I just love the way that they're working right now. I don't love their defense against the run. That hasn't been great, but they have been able to hold likes of Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes to pretty low yardage totals throughout these last few weeks here. So to me, I just like the way they're cruising right now, even though they, you know, they technically have an inferior record.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Raiders are, I mean, yeah, Broncos are. Panthers were undefeated too, but they played maybe a little bit right. easier teams. And and certainly, you know, the Raiders have we're not not Derek Carr playing great football, but they've squeaked yeah. by in a couple of spots. Hey, that's yeah. how you, you gotta stack wins. That's how you do it. You don't don't complain with you know whether the, the wins are close or not. 51% of the tickets in this game as of uh Sunday, according to Caesar Sports on Twitter at Caesar Sports. 51% of the tickets uh, on the spread are on the Raiders, 64% of the dollars. On the spread or on the Chargers, pretty big disparity there. And then with the total, not, I don't think this is shocking per se. um 83% of the tickets written at Caesar Sports are on the over, but 66% of the dollars wagered are on the under. That's kind of how that goes from a, you know, public versus, you know, a sharp versus square, whatever you want to call it, like public versus, you know, uh, Private, <laughs> I don't. I can't always forget the term. But the, the, the schools
1: now—is that what's happening? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Private schools.
0: uh But I mean, basically, the public loves, the public prefers the Raiders and loves the over. Again, not surprising. Um, but pretty close split. It's a three—you know—it's a three-point game between two division rivals. It's not shouldn't be shocking that the public's basically down the middle on that. More money though on the Chargers, and then a lot, a big disparity towards the under. So you could <clears throat> excuse me if you. I mean, I think I look at this game and I hear, I see Raiders Chargers, and I think over. Yeah, like that—that is my first instinct, and it's hard to get off of that, honestly. And it's—it's. I wouldn't want to get in the way of the under, but I I do think this is probably a fairly like a a slightly inflated total because of the teams involved. um, Because we've seen the Raiders, even in a game against the Ravens, where it looked like that game was going to be a stone cold under, suddenly just explodes into points. These two teams can. You know, on, on the other hand, you know the Cowboys and Cowboys and Chargers game should have been a shootout, and there were just some flubs down near the red zone. So, I guess that could potentially happen when you have a high total. You know, anything over fifty is a high total. You know, we could see a couple of things. You know, a fumble near the you know fumble in the red zone. Um, you know, uh, just you know an interception as you're as you're cruising in for a touchdown. There's a lot of different ways you can get off pace for a a total in the 50s there's also a lot of different ways where you could see a low scoring first half and just an explosion in the second half and and the over gets there so i would i mean my my brain says under my heart says over i'm not sure how to reconcile that i would probably take first half under and then look to come back and expect to see more points in the second half sort of as these teams are pressing to try and win this game and what is ultimately a big divisional matchup
1: Yeah, yeah. I I like that strategy with the first half under and then, you know, hoping for a a big kind of splash offensively in the second half. I do like the over in this one, too. I'm kind of in that same boat with you. I don't mind
0: being a donkey, by the way. I'll take the over.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you have a Raiders offense that, again, few overtimes that inflate the point totals, you know, going into this, but they're averaging 30 points a game this year. The Chargers, again, they have around like 22 points a game this season. But when you're talking about a guy like Justin Herbert, he can go off pretty much. Whenever he decides he wants to, and the Raiders, I believe, if I have it right in front of me, actually, the over is five and one in their last six games against in the division in the AFC West. So they tech, you know, theoretically, you know, they they have a history of going over in these divisional games. So to me, you know, again, I like a little bit of a slower start and then it builds into a bigger game, like you said. But ultimately, I do think this game goes over just because, again, I I have faith in those quarterbacks.
0: The Chargers are actually. The Chargers are 22nd in DVOA coming into week four, of course. It had to be recalculated. And the – I don't think they recalculated on – no, they don't. So it had to be recalculated for this week's performance. The Raiders 11th in DVOA. They are ninth. The Raiders ninth against the run, 12th against the pass, while the Chargers are 15th against the pass and 31st against the run. That would actually be the argument for why you take this under, is that um, in a similar fashion to Tampa Bay being a pass funnel, The Chargers have been a bit of a run funnel and have you've been able to run on the Chargers, but you have not been able to pass on them very well at all. You know, if you look at some of the numbers produced, um, Terry McLaurin, four catches, 62 yards, no touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, five catches, 56 yards, no touchdowns. Amari Cooper, three catches, 24 yards, no touchdowns in weeks one through three against the Chargers defense. That is, you know, if you're loading up Henry Ruggs, you know, you got to be concerned about that. Um, Same thing with Hunter Renfro. we'll we'll talk about those props in a minute but I, I mean I do think it's possible that we could see the Raiders pound the ball force the Chargers to try and stop the run and and then we'll see how much passing the Chargers the Raiders get into based on what the Chargers are able to do on offense because if the Chargers get a lead the Raiders are have to throw and you know so if the Raiders have a lead it probably plays towards the under i would think because they can really get in and run the ball and move the clock and, and maybe get down and get some field goals you have the chargers throwing uh, but i just think it's worth worth noting um okay so i i leaned yeah, I, I mean i guess i would go chargers in the under but i don't again I, I think i would play first half under yeah yeah hope to get that in in the barn And the first half under at Caesars is 25, yeah, 25 and a half. I like that first half under a lot because you've you've got your three touchdowns and a field goal there with a point and a half to spare. And, you know, obviously four touchdowns kills you or, you know, any other points, but that's a lot of scoring in the first half that could at least be tentative in terms of how they approach it.
1: My only concern with that would be is just, you know, obviously the Chargers are susceptible against the run, but are the Raiders the type of team that are going to commit to, you know, pounding the ball for an entire game? It's not typically Gruden's M.O. You know, that's not something that he, you know, I I, I could see him just being like, hey, listen, we're, we're in prime time, Monday Night Football, game I used to be a color analyst for. Let's light it up and, and and go from there, especially when his quarterback's, you know, rolling as hot as Derek Carr is right now into this game. It's well over, you know, 300 yards passing. So he you know, leads the league in passing yards. So, you know, it's I, – I do wonder if that's – uh a little wrinkle into why that might go over.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. It's entirely possible. But so here's my thing. If let's say Gruden says, all right, no, we got to, we got to, we're passing, we're passing. I think it might struggle and it might end up being more punts. And then all of a sudden the chargers could lean into some of, I, I, for me, when I think about this first half, I can picture some longer drives, some stall outs, punts, and, you know, where these teams are feeling each other out a little bit. Whereas once you just, this, I could, I just don't want to bet this, full game under yeah and it's 10 to seven and a half you got your feet up hands behind your head you're like ah ha, you did it again redson you genius and then all of a sudden there's like a f- 28 point quarter and you're and you're your head spinning and you don't know what's happening so I, I that's why i would lean towards the first half under and then maybe reevaluate and look obviously if you take the full game under and the first half over is blown out of the water you're probably in trouble anyway Yeah. Because if they're at 28 points in the first 28 26 more points in the first half, you're probably looking at a situation where it goes way, way over the total. Now, having said all that, let's take a break. And when we come back, I will uh, tell you that only to bet over on prop bets. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: It, this is, I mean, you know, should probably be better about not betting all overs on prop bets. And I may reverse course on one of the ones that I sent in to you guys, um, but what uh you oh you actually have some uh, you have an under. We we're just not under guys, Sally. That's the problem. I mean hey, listen, we we like offense. We like yeah. things we don't want we don't want to put a ceiling I said on like somebody. Like eight overs. <laughs> it matter with me. Uh, <laughs> I do think the the one that I'll take first off yeah. is uh, Mike Williams' over receiving yards. It's 74 and a half. That is short by like 10 yards, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so,
1: he's he's been on fire for them. You know, I I think he has. You know, he's been obviously a touchdown machine, but he has had this kind of rejuvenation with Justin Herbert this year. So certainly, well, you know, I, he's been going I, on.
0: Know, I mean, you're you're not wrong. I think it's not even a rejuvenation, though. It's that they have changed his role. Yeah. So Mike Mike Williams has gone from this run deep, try and like high point a ball and and, and catch a touchdown guy to someone that is really more of a focal point of the offense in general and a target machine and Justin Herbert trust him. They're having his, his his average depth of target. A dot is way lower than it was last year. And as a result, he's just seeing more targets. He's seeing more catchable balls. He's really more like a true number one wide receiver. And I think you could even suggest that Mike Williams, who's 74 and a half over under and Keenan Allen, 82 and a half. Not that he's replacing Keenan Allen or Keenan Allen's replaceable, but they're using them more as they're not, complementary I mean they are complimentary, but they're not they're not trying to make one guy one thing and one guy like A and one guy B they're just two they're two receivers they're using in similar fashion which is a much better offensive game plan than running Mike Williams deep on one side and having Keenan Allen beat man coverage on the other but like give Justin Herbert multiple options and they're yeah. doing
1: and in, in one way to point to that, too, and again, just how they're using them in a very similar way, they basically have the same target share in the red zone. I think Keenan Allen might have nine, and then Williams has eight. You know what I mean? They, they are looking at them in a very, very similar margin. It's not just, like you said, in an old sense where it's just, hey, we're going to chuck it deep to Williams, and then we're going to kind of dink and dunk it with Keenan Allen. They've changed it up a little bit, and again, it, it's, really, it's really worked out for their offense.
0: Yes, it, it certainly has. I'm trying to find his actual A. Dot. Um, the so I'm I'm on the over there for Keenan Allen receiving yards, and again, the one thing that I want to be if you're going to be careful about it, when we look when we think about how the Chargers are a, a run funnel. So I had sent in the Henry Ruggs over receiving yards, 44 and a half still seems a little short for me, but I'm going to scratch that one off. Um, okay. I don't mind, however, going over. Darren Waller, five and a half receptions and sixty eight and a half receiving yards. You know, this that's a guy that is just gonna be a focal point of this offense. And if you think there's you know, look, if this game ends 17-14, these overs probably aren't hitting. Yep. But if but if if there's any passing whatsoever, and Darren Waller's working in a different fashion than um, then you're going to see Henry Ruggs, who you know maybe working deeper on the outside against some of these defensive backs that have been causing problems for opposing offenses. Now, the one concern with Darren Waller's over would be that they just basically take Derwin James and have Derwin James shadow Darren Waller, which I, I don't know if they'll do that. If they do do that it's a grande problema for this over for these overs on the Darren Waller. So that's the only thing that would cause me a little hesitation, but I think those, those numbers, five and a half catches and 68 and a half receiving yards, probably a little shy for, for Darren Waller.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily correlate, but, but Mike is did have a pretty good game against this team last week. I believe he might've had, I I believe he had 10 catches. I, I think if that, if that's true, um but but see, again you know waller a focal point of this offense y- y- we've seen it time and time again oh, no, Waller actually... was
0: against the the raiders right
1: right, right. what 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 do you say well, waller's
0: place for... you just got him flip
1: oh sorry i got, no, I got, no, I got you're, fine,
0: you're fine you're fine you're fine i was like i was like oh yeah the dolphins and chargers definitely played last week and then i was like wait did the dolphins and raiders play i don't remember that game <laughs> um yeah 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 any yeah, here continue on
1: and so for me, you know, I'll just go to my, my under prop here. I'll go with Carr under 282 pa- and a half passing yards. Like we were saying earlier, you know, th- this this Chargers secondary has been pretty good. Again, the run is a, is a little bit in question. And if the Raiders do decide to just say, hey, listen, we're going to exploit this weakness in, in the Chargers defense. And we're going to run the ball pretty effectively. That's going to limit his opportunities. Not only that, but we've seen this Chargers secondary really limit elite quarterbacks so far in this league. You know, Dak Prescott, and Patrick Mahomes over these last two weeks have been under this prop for Derek Carr. So to me, again, he leads the league in passing yards, had a great start to the year. But we're talking about a much different secondary that he's going to be facing tonight. And it's a, and it's a maybe an offensive attack now that the Raiders look to get the ball out of his hands and out of him throwing the football.
0: And, and by the way, even though Mike Kosecki played the Raiders, you know, the Chargers played the Chiefs. And this guy named Travis Kelsey had seven catches for 104 yards. He didn't actually score. So you were you were you were right. right. You just had you. you I you I were, I've had a long night, and so I'm just you're trying you're, trying, you're just trying to get the hearing. wires crossed. None of this podcast. I um <laughs> yeah, I was like I like I was like like prying my eyeballs open when I did a CBS in uh, hit this morning or CBS news hit this morning. Um, yeah, and so just looking, you know, obviously the Chiefs are a different beast, but I mean, yeah, you know, the, the Raiders are a, a very good offense. Kelsey, 11 targets, 7 catches, 104 yards. Again, as I mentioned, Tyree Kill, 5 catches, 56 yards. They're going to limit that explosiveness. so Maybe that's why you get a little worried about rugs, but you could go to those Waller props. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 17 carries, 100 yards. Darrell Williams, 7 for 28. So you can run on this Chargers team pretty easily. And Am I misremembering this? But did um, did Dalton Schultz a monster game against the...
1: Uh, that's possible i feel like we talked about him no the the, no, no no
0: the, oh the, the cowboys chargers game was just low scoring that's right okay there's nobody really had a big game i mean cd lamb had eight catches for 81 yards but by and large yeah the, the, it was tony pollard 13 carries 109 yards zeke 16 carries, 71 yards mm-hmm. this is how you attack the chargers you know you run the ball on them and you, you look at washington as well they had uh yeah Antonio gibson 20 carries 90 yards and nobody did anything in the receiving game. Logan Thomas, three catches, thirty yards, and a touchdown. So, I think the way the Raiders will attack will be in the running game, and then with Darren Waller, particularly on play action. I don't know that they'll be ex- exceptionally greedy and try to go to Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. I don't like the Ruggs number enough to go under, but I do think your point about the passing game makes a lot of sense. I don't. They will not hang Derek Carr out to dry as good as he, as well as he's played. They will want to you know try and make life easier for him. I would anticipate. The uh, other two overs I've got on the Chargers, and I, I think it's okay to attack the the Chargers over in the passing yeah. game. Yeah. Jalen Guyton over 17 and a half receiving yards. Jalen Guyton is um, a much better player than people think and is much more appreciated by the chargers in his yeah, he's in his third year now with the chargers he has uh three two or excuse me five two and one targets respectively in the last three weeks now of course the snap count's not crazy 65 70 and 62 but you know that's pretty good for a guy who's you know at best the number three uh, on the pecking order and all he has to do is catch one ball we're looking for one catch to Jalen Guyton. They scheme him up plenty of times. I like Jalen Guyton over receiving yards. I also have uh listed on the overs, Austin Eckler over 38 and a half receiving yards. It's just Austin Eckler just sees targets. That's a smash and-
1: play. I have that too. I I, I can I saw it last night at 37 and a half. It, it's just you know, obviously it's going up. Like that one to me. Makes all the sense in the world. I think he's gone over that number pretty much every game he's played this season. Uh, yeah, he didn't
0: have a single catch against Washington, which was super uh, weird. Right,
1: right, the, uh, right. Outside of that game, he's averaged, you know, he's got 15 targets over the last two weeks. He's averaging 56 and a half receiving yards over that stretch. I mean, you know, take away the Washington game. That's an outlier. This is the role that he's in. He is. I remember, this, he got hurt
0: in the preseason. Right. And you look at the snap count 58 week one, 63 week two, 74 week three. This is their every down back. You know, he's just going to. Yeah, I mean, like that's his role, right? Mm-hmm.
1: That, that's a, that's a smash play. And, and the other one that I want with the uh, with the Chargers is Herbert. The over, I had it at twenty seven and a half completions. I want that over at minus one hundred five. The Raiders are averaging about twenty six completions per game. Herbert's gone over his number this prop tonight twice over his three games. I I just like where he's at right now. I do think that they're going to pass a little bit more against this team. So to me, Herbert over that number it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I'm just peeking at the running back catches for uh, the opponents of the Raiders. Miles Gaskin had three catches for nine yards, which is not great. But you know, they, the Dolphins, attempted to target the running right. back uh, position there. Najee Harris, set receiving machine, right? He had five catches on five targets for 43 yards and a touchdown against the Raiders in. Week two, that's a good sign, obviously. And then in Week one against the Ravens, who really don't even throw to their running backs at all, uh, we still saw Tyson, Tyson Williams. He have, used to be a popular running back in fantasy circles. <laughs> Inactive, had four catches, three three four targets, three catches, twenty nine yards. If Austin Eckler gets five to somewhere between four and six targets, he's going to go over forty receiving yards, in my opinion, just because of his his skill set, how they set him up. And his ability to get yards after the catch, so smash, smash play. We yeah. both love that one. Yeah. All right. So to recap on the props, any, what do you have? Any more? Sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. Okay. Um, you've got Derek Carr under passing yards. Yep. Herbert over completions. Yep. Austin Eckler over receiving yards. Oh, and you have Hunter Renfro over receptions.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've have, I have over receptions again. He's just someone that I think is going to be looked at a ton in this passing game because if we're talking about them trying to take away those deep shots, maybe take away Waller with Derwin James. You have a guy like Renfro who's just been that guy for Derek Carr. He's second on the team in targets, only looking up to Darren Waller right now. I, I just think that that one, again, yeah, and the, the way he In either, that offense, he's
0: right. more than likely going to be
1: underneath. You know, I'm not saying he's going to light it up in terms of yardage totals, but he'll get the volume that right. maybe get us. You know, that I expect to, will get us over this number.
0: Yeah, I uh, I like that, and, and I think if you go back and look at. Really quickly, let's uh, see. Miko Hardman again, for the Chiefs had uh, four targets, three catches, 33 yards. I'm just, just sort of thinking about guys who are working. Secondary, you know, Byron yeah. Pringle, six targets. Uh, DeMarcus Robinson, two targets. That you know you, They're just working towards these secondary options against a dangerous uh, Chargers pass defense. C.D. Lamb operating out of the slot plenty. Had, had a lot of targets against and catches against the Chargers. And then for Washington, let's see who ended up. Yeah, I mean, it was McLaurin and, yeah, I mean, but Washington didn't really utilize that same sort of of passing role. At any rate, that's the point being is that they're going to run the ball and eat up chunk plays. Not chunk plays. They're going to run the ball and and work it underneath in the passing game is is the expectation from us. You know, if we're wrong, of course, then, you know, what are you going to do? First touchdown props. Oh, and I've got – sorry, my props are Mike Williams over 74 and a half, Herbert over 302 yards. I just think he's going to throw the ball a bunch. Eckler over – receiving yards jalen guyton over receiving yards and then darren waller over receptions and i would take the receiving yards too if it's under 70 first touchdown props you and i both correctly have darren waller here at eight and a half to one he should be like five to one
1: yep yep he, he's he been pretty silent over the last few weeks i think the last time he scored was in the opener and that overtime win against the raiders i mean the ravens so to me again he's due He's that kind of guy. They're going to look at him in all of these, you know, scoring scenarios and he's someone that can rip it off from the 40. I mean, it's not even that he needs to be a red zone threat. He he's someone that can break it open from a pretty deep, you know, deep part in the field too. So it's not like you're just waiting for them to get into that red area and find him. He he's someone who can break a game wide open in that regard. So to me, again, this is way too low for somebody of his caliber against the, you know, again, a secondary that's that's been pretty good, but ultimately Someone who can kind of break, he's one of those kind of guys, those talents that can break these kind of defenses.
0: Uh, I would say, too, on Caesars right now, if you're betting there, and that's our, you know, our odds partner at Caesars, uh, at Caesar Sports, don't hold off on betting it for the moment because it looks like it's mispriced, not the Waller thing. They don't have any Raiders running backs built into these odds because we don't, we don't know. Which I think is ruled
1: out yet, right? Questionable, I believe. Still, he's still
0: questionable, and, and by all accounts, it's a long shot for him to play. But Peyton Barber's not on here either, and so Austin Eckler's plus four eighty, Mike Williams plus six fifty, Keenan Allen plus six seventy five. If you put a, if you put Raiders running backs into this list, those guys should be a little bit better value. I would think it pushes right. them down. I was, I was having Peyton Barber be like. 15 to one because I was scrolling down and didn't see him. Barber is a guy that I would want to hit if Josh Jacobs is out. If Josh, sure. Jacob, you know, and Kenyon Drake is appears to be one of the most bizarre free agent signings we've seen in some time. He's yeah, just
1: said it. We said it at the time, you know, yeah. it, it's just it, it, that one's a head scratcher, especially when you think, oh, you know, from a fantasy perspective, all right, Josh Jacobs down, let's plug in Kenyon Drake, and here comes Peyton Barber.
0: Other watch, they're close. gonna, they'll use like, they'll use Kenyon Drake
1: they f- yeah. running
0: forty times against the, the Chargers for sure. It,
1: it is a Bruce Arians, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette type of scenario.
0: Yeah, John, notably fickle John Gruden. So uh, my the plays I had looked at for first touchdown were Waller, Renfro. Uh, I'm gonna take rugs off, and then I think Herbert and Carr at 18 to one and 30 to one are good bets because these are two athletic quarterbacks who are not they're not afraid to use them in the goal line on bootlegs. They'll both you can just picture them diving in. So if you get 15 to one or better on either on Herbert, and then 25 to one or better on Carr, those should be both be in your first first touchdown portfolio. You had your lottery prop during Waller, first touchdown eight and a half to one. Again, wait and see what happens with those Raiders running backs. I got a lot of prop here. Austin Eckler first chargers touchdown henry ruggs first raiders touchdown 35 to 1 Ooh, don't hate that don't bet a lot on it yeah don't hate Just, it though don't hate it yeah exactly um okay let's talk some dfs let's see if i can uh old debo i haven't i don't know if debo is able to share my screen but we'll try i almost you. i was. I almost flashed my DMs. I did flash my DMs briefly last night on the YouTube thing. <laughs> I was trying to share a... Um, I was trying to share a, Go to the 46-minute mark of last night's YouTube if you want to see Will's DM. I, I double check. There's nothing that you would care about other than just be like, like, what does this guy do? Um, well, that's weird. There's no players there. Huh. Uh, DraftKings is acting up for some reason. Interesting. It's not showing up any... It's not like populating at all okay well that's fun
1: well we can i can probably probably fill it in on my phone if you know it's not the most efficient way to do it but no, i'm just saying
0: it's like it's annoying that they're not even you see what i'm saying they're not even showing up uh you sure they didn't just ban you sure
1: they didn't just ban you i mean that could that could totally be totally be the case absolutely could be banned
0: uh all right let's just talk let's just talk our way through it sorry if you're watching on youtube that we don't have the uh DraftKings setup in there. Just you know, internet, internet's gonna internet. Um looking at captains, Justin Herbert, 16-8, quite pricey, 16-2 for Derek Carr. DraftKings gets it. They understand they they get the they get the uh the Mike Williams love. He's number three, he's 15-3, Sully as a captain. Austin Eckler, 14-4, Darren Waller, 13-8, Keenan Allen 13-2, Josh Jacobs eleven four. 4 questionable, Peyton Barber 10-2. Henry Ruggs nine six. Those are the uh, skill position and/or quarterback guys. Before you get to the backup quarterbacks, which you know, uh, once upon a time people used to use Marcus Mariota as a captain, and somebody won a million dollars doing that last year when Derek Carr got hurt. Incredible. Uh, if you're rostering a captain, where where are you going first?
1: Well, obviously, you look at the quarterbacks, but it's really tough to fit a a really competitive roster when you have one of those guys on there. To me, I'm looking at either Austin Eckler or we can wait and see what happens with the Raiders running back situation. We've talked about it pretty much the entire podcast. The Chargers defense is susceptible to the run. And if we're expecting Josh Jacobs to be out, you're looking at Peyton Barber. And you could place him in there at what? Well, what is it now? I believe it's only you know just around 10k. Yeah, he 10, is at
0: 10.2k for a captain spot.
1: You know you can really start to have a pretty in-depth lineup with him in there. So to me, again, wait and see. I would wait and see what happens with the Raiders running back situation because if you all of a sudden you can get a guy at that price with that type of a matchup, you know again, it, you know it'll probably be somewhat high ownership because people will be rushing to make the similar play but I I do like that scenario there as well. Because again, it's really just tough to get those quarterbacks in to have a fully in-depth roster.
0: Yeah, so when I'm looking at how I want to build out a roster, I actually think, and this is kind of crazy, and I'm just gonna peek over DraftKings to see if we can get this freaking thing to work. Maybe this could just be my computer too, Um, because it's entirely possible it's my computer. I've been having uh, major computer issues. Yep, it looks like it's working on my laptop, stinking. Desktop. Um I actually think there's a good case to be made. This is kind of I think this is contrarian, but Mike Williams is your captain. Okay. So he's he is, as I mentioned, he is six six sixteen point no, fifteen point three K to be your captain. The reason I would make the case for this is that if you I I cannot imagine a scenario in which most people, your average user, and remember this is a you know, this is a how many people you know, 200,000 people in this contest million bucks to first they're doing a million dollars to every single winner you know it's incredible um they're the ones making the money but uh if you have if you're spending on a, if you're spending on a captain are you as the average fan or average player are you more likely to spend 15-3 on mike williams or go up to 16-2 for Derek Carr, 16-8 for Justin Herbert, or go down to 14.4, 4 for Austin Eckler or Darren Waller, or even 13-2 for Keenan Allen.
1: Right, right.
0: I think Mike Williams is priced in a way that people will avoid him because he he isn't considered by the average fan or average or DraftKings player to be the alpha receiver on the Chargers, even though it's kind of tilted that way. You get save... Almost a thousand dollars. You save nine hundred dollars and go down to Austin Eckler, or you can again save almost you know like fifteen, eighteen hundred and go down to freaking Darren Waller, who is by all accounts a, a, a catch machine for the Raiders. So I want to go Mike Williams as captain, and then I'm you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Herbert in there at 11 2 in the flex spot. I then have to make a decision about how what the pairing you want with Eckler, Waller, and Derek Carr, because I believe. If you go car, can you get you can get one more? You can get Eckler in there as well, but then that's when things start to get eaten up pretty big. Right. Since I've got the Williams and Herbert, you, know, you you at that point I can go I can fill it out with J Jalen Guyton, who I I clearly love, and then at twenty four hundred that's car, a great
1: price for him too. What's that at twenty four hundred? He's a, yeah, great it's price. a great price for
0: him exactly. And then you can go with you, you, then you have to have somebody under a thousand dollars. I don't. Josh Palmer. I don't hate it all for four hundred dollars, or Justin Jackson for two hundred. You know, you're, you're gonna with with those guys. You need to catch some kind of. You don't need much to pay it off. Right. It's one long catch to Josh Palmer at four hundred dollars, and he is he is paying that off. So, I'd be intrigued by that. Also, you know, um, if you get Justin Jackson gets a couple red zone carries, all of a sudden. You know, he gets a touchdown and he's paid that off. Josh Palmer 17 25 and 15% of the snaps the first three weeks, just three targets, but it's a guy who can be a deep threat, you know, rookie out of Tennessee. They took him in to the third round. They like him a lot. I don't I don't hate him at that price tag. Again, you just need something to pay off. 14 23 and 11% of the snaps the first three weeks for uh, for Justin Jackson. He got has had 1 four, and two carries over the first three weeks, uh, two targets. So, I mean, you could get there pretty easily at, you know, at that low price tag, or if you want, you could bail on Derek Carr there. Let's take Eckler out and Derek Carr, and we're going to go Waller, Keenan Allen, stay with Jalen Guyton, and then you can, if you wanted, you could add Foster Moreau, who actually, then you can take out Keenan Allen and and get up to Eckler. So, with $900 left over Mike Williams captain Herbert Waller Eckler Guyton and Moreau so we're targeting the the Raiders tight ends we're thinking underneath passes I kind of want to get Peyton Barber in there though should we get hmm. hmm
1: Well, I can give you one too. You know, obviously, obviously, we're talking about you know Mike Williams. But I'll, if we're if we're going away from that one, and, and if we're looking at a different captain, if you want to look at Austin Eckler, you can put together a, a, a somewhat interesting lineup where okay. Eckler's your captain. You have Peyton Barber as one of your flexes. Obviously, wait to see what happens with Josh Jacobs on that. Guyton, Herbert, Renfro, and Waller. You still, you know, you you're you're fading the wide receivers. For the Chargers, you're fading Derek Carr, but you're still getting his production theoretically with Waller in Renfro. You just hope that, you know, we we don't have a Henry Ruggs 40 yard touchdown. That'll that'll break it. But ultimately, that's a way where you can, you know, still get the quarterback action a little bit. You obviously get an elite tight end and you have, you know, you have Derek Carr's top two targeted guys. Through the first three weeks of the season. And you have a running back in the Raiders that is going, you know, if he starts, is going to get a pretty juicy matchup in the Chargers. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, the number one running back, you know, or, you know, in, P- in fantasy football in terms of PPR, in my opinion, and Austin Eckler when he's healthy. And you have a lottery ticket guy in Guyton. Obviously, you fit in Herbert there as well. But yeah, that one to me, I don't think is terrible.
0: Okay. So here's the one I ended up uh, finagling around with this a 3 3. I'm going, actually, it's a 4 2. It's Herbert, I mean Williams at captain. I got Herbert in there as well. I got Peyton Barber. Uh, is it Foster or Fabian Moreau? I can never remember which one. <laughs> the Moreau guy, Darren Waller, and then Hunter Renfro. Okay, uh, in there as so it's a four four Raiders, two Chargers. Basically, it's working it to working it to Mike Williams, and then the Raiders are going to be running a bunch and, and throwing underneath to those guys. So that's sort of how I'm going to play it. I'm, I mean, not that you want to fade. I'm not saying fade Derek Carr because he's not good, but I think you can get away with fading Derek Carr because he's not going to be taking shots down the field. He's going to be throwing it underneath or they're going to be running the ball. I don't really hate I don't really hate the idea of going Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake in there. Those are, you know, you need to know about Josh Jacobs, obviously, before you do any of that. But, you know, you can can have a, a lineup where it sets up with, you know, the underneath guys for the Raiders. They're running backs, and then you bring it back with, in theory, what happens is the Chargers are throwing to try to play catch up in the second half, and things get a little loose, but the Raiders never really try to stretch the field, so to speak.
1: Yeah, no, I think that makes sense to me. You know, obviously, you know, I, I have a few others in terms of how you want to construct a lineup, but, you know, yeah. if you want to get weird with it. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, we need yeah, we need to have our, our, our contrarian team that neither of us drafts and then almost wins a million dollars.
1: Well, I mean, that's obviously, you know, the, the, that, that's that, that, is, that has happened. Way too many times for us. But yeah. if, if we want we want to go a little bit off, off the beaten path and really try to find like value you know to really fit in the quarterbacks and, and what we can do. maybe Hunter Renfro is a captain. Let's just let's just play this one out. I do have Hunter Renfro in one lineup that I constructed, Renfro the captain. Again, the number one targeted wide receiver on the Raiders. If we believe that this isn't going to be that deep shot passing game with you know Edwards and we ha- and, and rugs and things like that, you could see a lot of underneath stuff with, with Hunter Renfro where he's piling up a ton of catches and piling up a ton of yards. And if, you, and if you have him as your captain, you can fit in both quarterbacks, Derek Carr and Justin Herbert. You can fit in Austin Eckler, and you can fit in Waller, and if you put in Josh Palmer at $400. Mm. That, to me, is an interesting one where it's, you know, again, you're getting a lot of the action, and it's really a big fade of the, the, deep, the deep game. You know, this is one of those things where you might be looking at an under. If you believe that it's going to be an under, this this might be the lineup for you because you're eliminating both the wide receivers, you know, on pretty much, you know, they're, you're eliminating the Chargers' wide receivers, you're eliminating the deep threats with Las Vegas. So to me, that's that's one to kind of keep an eye on if you're looking at an under for this game too.
0: I, I would say too, if you wanted to take the under angle as well, you could go. You said Renfro is the captain, right? Yep. Yeah, you could also go Chargers' defense as the captain. Okay. If yeah. you believe the Chargers' defense is good and you think this game is going to go under, because on DraftKings. You are penalized for points scored. You are not penalized for yardage given up. So the Raiders can run wild up and down the field, but you're not going to get crushed. You know, if they, get, if they generate some turnovers in the passing game, or if they just hold them to field goals, you won't be killed. And so you could then come back. Um, you know, plug in Daniel Carlson at 3800, who's the, the Raiders kicker. This is the the bend but don't break sort of setup. Yeah, you grab Peyton Barber. Those are your first three guys. I mean I guess you go Raiders defense too? I don't I don't know. Uh but you can go Herbert, Mike Williams. I mean, you can do whatever you want basically with this with this setup if you go with Chargers defense as captain and yeah. at the very least if you went Raiders defense as well for a, for a minute you'd be splitting a million dollars.
1: Yeah, for for a minute you can be you can be on a beach somewhere, drink, you know, drinking a piece. No, I mean, no, you're
0: going to chop it with like 200 people. But <laughs> I mean, you, you see I see this. Builders you can dream. You can soon. still
1: dream. You can still dream.
0: Um it, it it's, uh, people will do this golf. They will they will build a golf DFS lineup with the first six guys off the tee box on Thursday morning. So that way they can take a screenshot and say, look, I'm winning $100,000, which is just the stupidest thing of all time. That
1: is, uh, I, I know how to waste money and that that seems That's like, a great, it. that, like, that like that is a great way to waste money.
0: Like you have like $9,000 left under the, under the cap and like they still <laughs> just did that because they're like, they want to say like, look at me. I have all the money. It's very, very stupid. Um, all right, Sully, I think we covered it all. Uh, I would add, just trying to think if there's any sleepers we missed on the backside. Um, no, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, Josh Palmer. Gabe Neighbors sometimes gets some action. Zay Jones might be a popular cheap option. I don't know. I would probably stay away. I'd rather go Jalen Guyton at 2,400 than Zay Jones. Zay Jones has more po- fantasy points per game, but it's because he scored that walk-off touchdown against the Raiders on Monday night. Um, Jared Cook, sneaky little option at 4,400. Uh, Anywho, that's uh, I think that's the show. We once again managed to stretch the single game preview to forty minutes, but we had tons of actionable info. Let's stay hot. Sally is always a pleasure to
2: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.